Like, don't at me. To a special edition of Don't At Me. This is actually a preview of the newest repertoire podcast, which is Unsportsmanlike Conduct, an NFL NBA podcast. I'm going to kick that off during the season, two episodes a week. Tuesday morning, kind of a recap of the weekend's games, a little bit of a Monday night recap as well, talking big headlines from the weekend before. Thursday morning, giving you a preview of the week ahead. This episode is about the AFC over-unders. I also have an NFC over-under pod that's going to drop both of those dropping on the Unsportsmanlike Conduct feed. But want to give you all a little piece of that here. So I'm going to give you the first half of each of those podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to Unsportsmanlike Conduct. You'll see the link below in the show notes. As far as Don't At Me, yeah, a little bit of a programming update. Uh, we had a couple of, uh, you know, personal matters that we had to take care of and, you know, jock, you know, take looking out for you out there. But, uh, yeah, stay tuned. We got some new Don't At Me content coming very soon. Of course, play it by ear. Stay tuned. You'll see the links. You'll see where to subscribe. But, yeah, go ahead. Enjoy Unsportsmanlike Conduct. And, like I said, look below and subscribe. Let me know what you think. After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct. Number 49 on the defense. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Unsportsmanlike conduct. It's time, y'all. It's time. First of all, it's time for football season. We'll start with that, but more on that later. But when I say it's time, I mean it's time, as in Unsportsmanlike Conduct is back. This was actually the name of the first podcast I made outside of college was Unsportsmanlike Conduct. And I think I did, you know, 10 episodes, but, you know, 10 years ago, 22-year-old Mike starts finding a lot of things to do and needs to get a real job. But, uh, yeah, the whole idea was just to kind of talk sports, and it's kind of what we're going to do here. So, this is kind of the first episode, I guess. I mean, we've got another episode before this, but it was just a little snippet from a Don't At Me. Which, by the way, if you're not subscribed to Don't At Me, need you to subscribe to Don't At Me. More of that's coming this year. But, let's focus on unsportsmanlike conduct. So, first of all, we're going to do a two-part NFL preview. We're going to start out with some AFC, do some over-unders, go division by division, figure out what I think is going to happen. Uh, Of course, since it is an over-unders pod, you're going to get my pick on whether a team will exceed their over-under wins totals. Uh, You know, if you believe in me and you kind of understand the rationale and you think, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about, well, hey, maybe you can make some money, you know, put in some bets. But hey, I could be 0 for 32 on this, equally as I could be 32 for 32. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to kind of explain to you the way that I've seen 
or how I think the season will unfold based on what we've seen so far in the offseason. Uh, as far as unsportsmanlike conduct goes for, you know, what what about after this episode? So the plan is to give you two episodes each week. During the NFL season, you're going to get one on Tuesday morning, kind of recapping a little bit, Monday night football, looking at the weekend before. I'm not going to give you the same shit you're going to hear on SportsCenter and all of that mumbo-jumbo. I'm going to tell you what I think the real headlines are, what really jumped out at me, what you need to pay attention to long-term, whether you're you know trying to put some money down and make some money, uh, or you just want to be able to talk shit to your friends about, you know, hey, I'm smart and I'm right and I'm always right. And, you know, I heard on this podcast the other day. Uh, so you're going to get that. And then you're also going to have a Thursday morning pod that does a preview of the next week's slate of games. So... You got your Tuesday morning, your Thursday morning, all football season. When basketball season comes around, things get a little bit interesting, maybe a little bit more of a mix. Hey, I don't know yet, really, to be frank with you. Uh, We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But for now, let's focus on the best time of the year. That's the NFL season. Let's dive right into our over-unders. All right, so starting out with the AFC East. Last year, we had the Buffalo Bills kind of run away with this one. It was kind of their uh, arrival, if you will. Uh, Josh Allen became a bit of a household name. The uh, somewhat inaccurate, uh, you know, some sometimes, I don't want to say sketchy, but, you know, inconsistent, maybe mistake-prone quarterback immediately fixes all his problems. You saw the culture shift in Buffalo come a couple years ago with Sean McDermott. They've had a good defense for the last decade, I want to say. And even though the Bills haven't been a major threat in the AFC, they've at least always played hard. And you see that culture, that kind of stuck around, but everybody knows now, hey, we're right there knocking on the door. Last year, team wins the division. First time the Pats don't win it since, uh, what, 08. When the Dolphins won it, because Brady, ACL year. Uh, and then that was the, I, I don't even remember the last time the Pats didn't win it before that. Maybe 01, 02, the, the Super Bowl hangover. Anyway, looks like this is the Bills division now. And what what's really fascinating about this division is the amount of young quarterbacks that we have. So I already mentioned Josh Allen. We'll, you know, we'll kind of get more into Buffalo's prognosis here in a bit. Uh, Miami, you've got Tua. The verdict is still out, you know, or the jury is still out. There are a lot of rumors that they've been tied to Deshaun Watson and, you know, kind of keeping an eye on that situation. New England, we saw the news this week, Cam Newton cut. They're sticking with Mac Jones. And for anybody out there thinking, oh, man, you can't cut an ex-MVP who's been to a Super Bowl, like, what? Look, the second they decided that this was Mac Jones's job, it makes no sense to keep Cam Newton on. You don't have a leader kind of playing backup. If anything, it's just going to become a distraction. But we'll get into the Pats here in a minute. And then last but not least, we have the Jets. I say last but not least, but they certainly are the least in this division. Um, you know, hey, Robert, Robert Sala, they got Zach Wilson at quarterback, a lot of young talent. They've had a really just kind of thorn in their side this offseason, really, I mean, for the last couple decades. But, you know, Carl Lawson, one of their big free agency pickups, out for the year. Uh, Starting left tackles dinged up. I mean, the Jets are kind of a mess in their own way. I think that they're, 
Well, I want to say I think they're headed in the right direction, but only time will tell. I think they're far better management-wise with Joe Douglas and Sala and all of them involved as they were in the past. They have the same owner, though. So uh, how do we see the AFC East going? Well, I think that Buffalo last year established themselves as the team to beat, and I think that continues this year. I've got Buffalo winning the division. Uh, The number two spot gets pretty interesting because you've got the Dolphins with uh, coming off a 10-6 and season, barely missing the playoffs. Uh, That was after a year where I want to say they went 5-11, started the season uh, 0-7, 0-8, somewhere in that range. Uh, finished with the same 5-4 and four record that the Pats did to close out the season. I guess they were uh, 0-7 at that point then. Um, so, you know, you kind of got this, okay, who's going to get that that number two spot? Are, are we going to have three playoff teams in this division? Uh, are we going to have two? If we do, who would the next one up be? I see Miami figuring it out a little bit this year. And that's not necessarily Faith and Tua as, you know, he's going to be great. I just think that... For one, Brian Flores, as the head coach, is a really good coach. You've got a well-rounded team with a good offensive uh, unit, decent receivers, uh, pretty good run game, pretty good defense. The defense is really strong. Uh, This is a team that was essentially in a rebuild mode, barely misses the playoffs, and gives everybody hell when they play them. So I see Miami getting a slight edge over New England, and... I did this, I guess I can kind of go into the process of what I did here, right? So I looked at every single game of the season and chose, okay, winner, okay, loser. And I was pretty, uh, I guess I took a lot of liberties with the home teams, especially on Thursday night games. So are all these overrunners going to be right? I doubt it, but, you know, the the... The whole, what I did here is I looked at each game. So with the Patriots specifically, my mind is saying, all right, well, they have Cam, uh, you know, I think maybe a quarter or midway through the season, Mac Jones takes over, just that alone, that learning curve, you know, they're not going to be blowing it out of the water. Uh, Now that they're starting Mac Jones from day one, of course, Cam got cut it doesn't really change a whole lot, but I think that it does help them out towards the end of the season. So when I did this exercise, I had the Pats slightly behind Miami for third in the division. I got him winning 10 games. I think now that Mac is getting his feet wet earlier, I could see maybe 11 games is feasible. They're going to have a really good defense. They've got a really good running game. You already know the line is going to be good. The line is always good in New England. And then uh, on top of that, You've got all these tight end signings. You don't have to be in love with the receiving core. It's still probably the uh, you know third or maybe even fourth in the division. But New England's got Belichick. They're going to be a team to, to reckon with. Uh, and then, like I, like I said, last but not least, but least in the division is New York. I just, you know, they, it's just not going to happen. So let's look at the over-unders, and we'll go through each one for what I've got. So the over-under, and these numbers are based off of Bovada, okay? Uh, Buffalo is at 11, Miami, 9.5, New England, 9.5, and and the Jets at 6. So I've got three overs and one under. Buffalo, they'll go over 11 games, uh, 11 wins. They're... 
maybe in the running for best record in the AFC, maybe best record in the league. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't sneeze at that. We'll get big picture here in the playoffs towards the end of the pod. I have a couple of concerns with, you know, let's see how they do with success. Um, But anyway, Miami, nine and a half wins. I've got them going over. Um, I think that they're going to be a tough team uh, for all the reasons I laid out. They're well-rounded. They're managed well. They have a good coach. I think Miami will be a playoff team. Patriots, I've got them nine and a half over under wins. I'm barely giving them the over, right? And even though it's barely over, I want to say this is a lock. The The Pats at 10 and 7 at worst is a lock. They've got an incredible defense. They've got the best coach of all time. They've got a running game. It reminds you of that early era Pats team, you know, like the early Brady years where You've got a young quarterback who doesn't make a lot of mistakes, kind of a game manager. You've got a really good team around them with a really good coach. I've got the Pats at 10-7. and seven. That gives me an over 9.5 wins. That is one of my locks. I'm going to give you two locks for the AFC and two for the NFC. And then the Jets, six wins. I, I, I've got them on the under. I, you know, it's... Six is is uh you know you you get the six wins you're six and eleven now if this was six and a half wins maybe well I'd still say the under I've got the Jets winning maybe four or so games so that six number you're either thinking they win seven or more so they're gonna go seven and ten or better which I really don't think or you think they're gonna go five and twelve or worse which I think is far more likely. So we've got three overs and one under in the AFC East. I like Buffalo and Miami as playoff teams. Pats just on the outside looking in. But again, we'll get playoff bracket big picture later in the end, uh, towards the end of this pod. Excuse me, I'm talking to you. Hey, <laughs> JK. But what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jack Weiss from the Don't Envy Podcast. Do me a favor. Head over to our YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button and get the chance, okay? The cool thing is, when you subscribe, you'll be the first one to get all of our unfiltered takes on today's latest controversies, current events, society, and relationship talks from a guy's perspective right when it's published. How dope is that, right? So you can find our link on the show notes. Please help us grow. Spread the word about Don't At Me and the rest of our repertoire family of podcasts. All right, let's get back to it. Let's move gears and go over to the AFC North. Now, this is another one of those divisions where you could have three playoff teams. You could have one. Last year, we saw three playoff teams come out of here. Uh, the Steelers, with their 11-0 and start, you know, it, it felt like a flimsy 11-0, and even though everybody said, well, they have the best record. We have to kind of respect them, but we don't really buy it. Uh, they had that weird Wednesday COVID game uh, with the Ravens, you know, where they just kept having to reschedule. Reschedule is on a Wednesday at 4 Central Time. Uh, that was the last time they really looked like a team that knew what was going on. They beat the Ravens. At that point, I want to say the Ravens went 7-5. and five. You think, okay, maybe the Ravens are going to fall out of the playoff mix. Pittsburgh... They're now, you know, 11-0, looking, looking strong. You know, they're going to be the one seed. Well, it didn't really work out that way. Uh, Pittsburgh goes on to lose, uh, I think, their last five. And, and granted, they still won the division, but barely, right? They barely edged out the Ravens. The Ravens, 
They won on a win streak. They didn't lose again in the regular season. Lamar finally got his playoff win, a win uh, in Tennessee. You know, the, t- the Titans hosting that game, the team that beat them the year before, where the Ravens were the one seed, had all these high expectations. Uh, nonetheless, you also had the Browns. And the Browns, the first time making the playoffs in years. And who do they face? They face the Steelers. And I remember thinking, all right, even though I like the Browns' momentum coming in, I hate the Steelers' momentum because at this point they were on a losing streak, I still got Pittsburgh winning this game because of experience. And, hey, they're playing the Browns. That's not at all what happened. Browns go up 28-0 by the time you're probably getting popcorn out of the microwave. Blow the Steelers out of the field uh, in, you know, in Pittsburgh. Browns go on to face the Chiefs the next round, give the Chiefs their best game outside of Tampa Bay, and, uh, you know, now all of a sudden Cleveland's looking like maybe a team to beat. So we look at this this division, and, of course, also the last place team, Cincinnati. Last year, Joe Burrow comes in looking very nice, looking really good in his rookie year. Boom, ACL, they can't protect him. I don't see a lot changing this year. I think Burrow's a good, t- a really good player on a really bad team. Not going to be able to keep him on his feet. Not going to be able to protect him. I think Cincinnati's going to have a really tough year. But I hope for Burrow's sake, because I do like the guy and I think he's talented, that he continues to gel. Uh, Chase, I hope, can actually catch the ball come season time. And I hope that Zach Taylor actually knows what he's doing to coach them better. But... I think it's more likely that they have a really bad year and Zach Taylor's on the way out a year from now when we're doing our next season's over-unders pod. And hopefully by then, Burrow can get some players around him, be able to stand on his feet. But uh, let's dive into the situation this year. You've got the Browns, who are a hot name. Uh, they're around that 14-1 to 1, you know, Super Bowl odds, uh, depending on where you're, where you're looking uh, they bring in Jadavion Clowney. Odell Beckham is coming back from injury. They're one year deeper into the Stefanski system. They're coming off a playoff win, first time in you know damn near thirty years. They've got a lot of buzz around them. Pittsburgh, Big Ben, probably his swan song last year. He's not gonna play beyond this year. He's finally cutting back on slamming back the cold ones. They say he's in shape, which really just means he's not out of shape as much as usual. But do you really buy into Pittsburgh? Do you think you're going to see a new team this year? Is it going to be more of what we saw last year? Now, they did pick up a nice draft pick, I will say, at running back, Najee Harris. That's going to put a little bit more attention on the run game, something that has always been a Pittsburgh synonym. You know, strong run game, strong defense that they haven't been able to live by because of the talent they've had on the team Uh, and then of course Bush coming back from injury you know stud linebacker goes out last year right when he got hurt that's when the team kind of started uh, you know coming back down to earth Uh, so you know Pittsburgh what do you think about Pittsburgh and then also you've got Baltimore who I feel is the forgotten team in all this I've got a lot of big hopes for Baltimore and I'll get more into that obviously as we progress down this pod but um, Baltimore, I mean, look, they lose their st- their starting running back, J.K. Dobbins. But do you realize they haven't had the same rushing leader since probably Jamal Lewis? I mean, every year, somebody different. Alex Collins, Gus Edwards, you know, Ray Rice many years ago. So 
even though losing J.K. Dobbins is a huge deal, and I think after the news broke, I actually had them taking one more loss than uh, I originally had them taking. But I feel like the Ravens find a way to get things done. They are going to beat your ass. They're going to beat you in the trenches. They've got, you know, Lamar's got another year under his belt. And I'll be honest, I haven't been the hugest believer or really the biggest fan in Lamar. Well, I shouldn't say not a fan. I, I love watching him. But I haven't really been the biggest believer. He went, <clears throat> he wins one playoff game. Uh, all the other games, he kind of has deer in headlights look, you know, in his playoff career. But, you know, I, I think now that he's got his confidence, now that he knows what's around him, now that he knows the league, right, I think that it's more likely that he takes that next step. And the fact that nobody's really talking about Baltimore right now makes me like them even more. And I think that they're also in that... 14 to 1, 15 to 1 range for Super Bowl odds. I would look at that too. For value and for realistic, you know, hey, I might actually win this, I would look at the Ravens. I'd probably also look at the Browns just for value, but, you know, again, I, I think it's asking a lot of Mayfield, who I think is kind of the question mark, uh, to think that they're going to really win this division or run away with it. Would I be shocked if the Browns won the division? No, but I've got Baltimore winning the division. Taking a look at the over-unders, similar situation to the other division. I've got a lot of haves and have-nots. I've got Baltimore and Cleveland making the playoffs. Uh, I've got Pittsburgh barely on the outside looking in. And I've got Cincinnati, one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, Specific over-unders. Baltimore is at 11. I like the over here. I like the over here. And I think that... It's more likely that they are pushing for the number one or number two seed than, you know, uh, clawing their win. Again, if they're a playoff team, I mean, if they're a wild card team and the Browns win the division, I wouldn't be shocked, but I'm putting my money more on Baltimore. Uh, Brownies, their over-under is 10.5. I barely got the over on this one. Um, I think that they will be one of the top five, maybe top seven teams in the league, think playoffs maybe make a little bit of a difference again we'll get into that later uh but i like what they've done i like the defense i like that they have uh really pushed the chiefs again outside of tampa they had the chiefs on their heels and granted chad henney you know third and 15 damn near converts it converts on the next play uh but that one little moment, right? There's your Kevin Durant foot on the line moment, right? So uh, I've got Cleveland going over 10.5 wins. Pittsburgh, 8.5. I also have the over here. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season, and I don't think that that's going to happen this year. There's too much talent around this team. You know, I like the young talent with like the clay pools of the world. On the defensive side of the ball, the defense has really improved. You've got Bush coming back. Uh, I really like the safety from Miami. I mean, the the AFC North is going to be tough, right? But I don't see Pittsburgh going eight and nine or worse. I have them going ten and seven, barely missing the playoffs on the outside looking in. And then Cincinnati. I'm sorry, Cincy, but six and a half wins with that offensive line. Now, granted, they've got Joe Burrow, and I'm a big Burrow fan, but I don't know how they're going to protect him. You invest a pick in Jamar Chase. He can't catch the ball. I don't have a lot of high hopes for Cincinnati, so I've got them under six and a half wins. Uh, you know, So this division, I've got three overs and an under. 
Uh, and again, they're going to be beating each other up quite a bit, but I think that this division will beat a lot of the outside of this division. Uh, and spoiler alert, I think the AFC has the best regular season teams. NFC, I've got you know some 9-8 and eight teams pushing for that final wild card spot, whereas in the AFC, I think 11-6, and six, you're going to barely make it in. So I won't spoil anything further, but AFC North, Ravens win it. Browns make the playoffs as a wild card. Pittsburgh just on the outside looking in. Cincinnati, they'll be lucky to win a handful of games. Soinks! All right, that's the first half of the Over-Unders pod. To hear the rest, look at the link below. Head on over to Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Hear the second half of both the AFC and NFC Over-Unders, as well as my pick for the Super Bowl course representatives from both conferences and who i think wins the big game at the end you don't want to miss that especially if you're a better out there giving you some good over-unders so head down to the link you see below subscribe to unsportsmanlike conduct stay tuned more don't at me coming your way soon peace yeah that was a good one hey hold on real quick hold on hold on